What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Did, did you bring me back a s- souvenir? I did not, but I am back from Tampa. Um, I'm tired, long car ride, um, but I'm here because this is what it's all about. Episode 62 of Big Easy Bets is brought to you by Manscaped, your one-stop shop for men's grooming. No nicks or cuts on your nuts. That's what every guy's worried about, and you don't have to worry any longer. You can uh, you can shave with security with the lawnmower 3.0. Use the promo code Big Easy Bets for twenty percent off your order and free shipping. Holiday season right around the corner makes a perfect gift for any guy you know. Promo code Big Easy Bets. You can help us out while helping yourself out. Also brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. Uh, go check it out. Blogs the whole nine yards. Um, you know that by now, though. But episode 62, before we get into these games, one, I'm on fire. I'm absolutely on fucking fire. Uh, Orlando slash Tampa treated me very well uh, in the betting department. But the biggest thing was the whole reason we were there, the Saints played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did you watch this game? Absolutely. <laughs> um, it was a close game until I sat down in my seat. Uh, at the stadium after that it was pretty much um it was i mean i'll let i'll let Jameis. Jameis can describe it perfectly that's a w we saw Jameis out on the field that's a w back in tampa his first time back in tampa since getting traded under center for the new orleans saints that's a w our third string second string wherever he's out on the depth chart quarterback we had Taysom hill in um and yeah like Jameis said, we walk out of there. Not only was it a win, it was a fucking demolition. It was a beatdown. It was – I was thinking about that. We were talking about it. So, obviously, we both picked the Saints on the podcast. We both made it our Big Easy Bet of the Week. Um, but on the podcast, we really weren't – I listened back to it. We weren't super confident. But when I was walking to the truck, I told my uncle – I was like, I'm going to be honest. I think we could kick the shit out of them. I said, I think we're, we might send a message. Like, because I was really on the podcast last week, I said, I was like, I'll feel really good if our offense gets back to full strength. Because it wasn't 100% that Michael Thomas was back. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders was coming off the COVID list, all of that. But it was speculated that everybody was going to be back. And so we're walking to the truck, and I'm like, I really think, because it's been confirmed now that they're back. I was like, I really think we might smacked the shit out of them and send a message to the whole league. And we did just that. Did I think we were going to beat them like that? No, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, It was wild. I was thinking back, like, when was the last time we beat a team that bad? And I, I, I remembered it in my head. I was actually at the game, but can you, can you remember? Um, Just any team or like well, a yeah, team like of when's, significance? No, when, yeah, when's the last time we just smacked the shit out of a team like that? And, I mean, you could say, I mean, even really any team. Because I was like, dude, that was the most one-sided of a victory that I think I might have ever been to. Just never, never even felt like they had a shot. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. 
It was like two years ago. We beat the shit out of the Philadelphia Eagles in the dome. Okay. I was there. It was like 45, 17, some shit like that. But other than that, I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time. I mean, dude, he, they were lucky to get the three points. Like, it was. Did Tom Brady play the whole game or did they? Uh, no, yeah, he did. Pretty okay. sure. Because there was, when the Saints won the Super Bowl that season, the yeah. Saints played the Patriots. Yeah, they threw the towel in. Wave the white and the flag. Saints smashed the Patriots, yep. and Tom Brady didn't even. I mean, for I don't all even I know, think he played in the fourth quarter. No, yeah, we kicked the fucking shit out. That was the Mike McKenzie game. Yeah, um, they could have pulled him. For all I know, it kind of got a little. It got a little out of control where we were at. So, um, I mean, we go up. I mean, really, from the start, I was I was screaming. <clears throat> My voice is struggling a little bit. Um, but so yeah, I was screaming and we're, we're lighting up Brady. The defense played absolutely incredible. That's the defense that I've been talking about. I've been getting a lot of people come at me about how the defense looks terrible. You said they were going to be amazing. That's the defense that I was prepared for. That was the defense I was expecting. Um, every level of the defense played great specifically the D-line. But with that being said, there was a lot of coverage sacks, too. The secondary played fucking good. But Tom Brady, I mean, dude, there was so many miscommunication throws that I was like, where, where is he going? Like, where is he going with that? Um, Lattimore locked up Mike Evans like he always does. What, what really was like holy shit for me was when they get the penalty, they go to the one-yard line, we stuff them four times in a row. Like, turnover on downs on the one-yard line. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. they tried Lattimore in the corner. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, I mean, we're going nuts. We really are. Um, I'm screaming all kinds of shit before they even like writers are doing their intros. I'm screaming that Tom Brady's tongue kissing his children, um, all kinds of shit. It was getting, but so anyway, we go up big. Well then, and we're kind of, we're not like, we're not talking shit to other fans. We're not provoking anything. And I, we've yet to go to an away game and not almost get into a fight. Um, so with the exception of Dallas, cause it was a bunch of old guys with cowboy hats and one started talking to me and we got in a little, a little exchange of words there, but nothing serious. But so this one, I mean, we're up third, we're up 20, 21, I think at this point in this dude, actually, no, it might've been started the second half. We're up 31, nothing. And I hear Drew Brees can suck my fucking dick. He's a bitch. And I like, <laughs> I turned around immediately. I zoned in. I was like. I was like, are we watching the same fucking game right now? I said, are you watching that game? And the thing that aggravates me the most, this dude's sitting there, this fucking pudgy little bitch is sitting there with his, he's got a Tampa Bay hat on and he's got his ratchet ass girlfriend next to him. And he goes, six, bro, six. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I said, you're wearing a Tampa Bay hat. You're talking about Tom Brady's rings or you're talking about the interceptions that he's almost got. I was like, six fucking, y'all won one ring. When was it, 2002? I said, you're a Tampa Bay fan. Yeah, y'all got six yards in the first quarter. Yeah, you don't <laughs> even have six first downs, you fucking half a meatball. And that's what he kept saying, six, six. I was like, are we watching the same game? I said, are we watching the same game? I was like, what are you talking about? Well, so they start going nuts, dude. So my uncle, my uncle's got his mask down by his chin, and he's sipping his drink. And his girlfriend just like almost jumps out of her fucking seat or like almost jumps like three rows down. Put your fucking mask on. They start freaking out about him wearing the mask. Like he's like, I'm drinking my drink. Like 
what do you want me to do? Fucking punch a hole in the mask and put a straw in? So they start going nuts. She runs down the stairs to go tell the cops that we're not wearing our mask. So he, like, sprints over to the cops to go talk to them. All the while, this dude starts talking shit to Joseph. And then all the while of that, my dad's talking shit to a guy one section over, like, even in our row, but one section over. The guy's telling telling us to suck his dick and shit. And then, so the cops go talk to that guy. Well, it, it dude, it, it, like, shit hit the fan all at once. Um so then the guy behind us is talking shit to Joseph and it kind of dies down. Well, then he's continuously talking to my uncle. And at this point, I'm not talking shit anymore because once it gets to a certain point, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm done talking. Like we can talk shit about the teams and we can go back and forth all day long and I'm not going to get like, my, I'm, my feathers aren't going to get ruffled. Like I'm not going to have to fight. We can sit here and talk about Tom Brady and Drew Brees and this and that. But when you're like, when you make it personal, I'm like, all right, I'm not talking anymore. Like if it escalates, then we'll address it. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to provoke the situation. And he keeps talking and eventually it got real quiet. And I turned around. I was like, look, I said, I'm going to give you one fair warning to shut the fuck up. There's five of us at you and your girlfriend. I was like, if you want to keep talking all reckless, I was like, you're going to get fucked up. You're like, it's going to be bad. So I was like, if I were you, I would stop. I would just stop talking. So, and eventually he kind of did the guy over there. The cops went and talked to the guy, the other guy. He ends up leaving. Cops come and talk to us. And I don't know, dude. It had to be there. But it got very chaotic um, for a moment. But it was it, the morale was at an all-time low. That's what I was telling the guys. Like, I get it. I was like, y'all are getting beat so fucking bad. You paid money to come to this. You have to come to grips with that. That you paid like $300 to come watch three points scored on the field. So... But yeah, yeah. the fact that they even settled for that field goal. No, I know. They, they were down 38. Goal. Dude. And it just just that argument, though, is so stupid. Like, you're a Tampa Bay fan. Why are you running around foaming at the mouth to say six rings? You don't have six rings, you dumb moron. You watched him win it for another team. You know what I mean? Like, it was, I'm like, dude, that that is wild to me. And he's like, Drew Brees sucks. I'm like... Are we watching the same game? Are we both are we both presently here right now watching the same game? But nonetheless, other than that, that was third quarter. Um, they pretty much left shortly after that. And I mean, we stayed till triple zeros. And for the most part, I will say Tampa Bay fans were fairly uh civil. That was really the only issue. Um that one dude is a Tom Brady dick rider, but a brand new one. So he doesn't know how to cope with Tom Brady losing. So um, I like that we threw Jameis in there just to really Jameis is eating W's on the, uh, post game, uh, press conference with Drew or the post game interview with Drew Brees for the player of the game. Um, they're cutting up in the locker room. That was the best game I've seen the saints play in a long time. And dude, I mean, so when we were up 21, nothing, did you feel comfortable? Yeah. Like a done deal. It's over. Yeah. Because me and my I dad, mean, me and my after, dad, me and my dad were having this talk, and I said I won't feel comfortable until it's thirty-five nothing, thirty-five nothing. Then I'm like, all right, we're good, it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. When we're up twenty-one nothing and they have the ball, they go down and score, fourteen-point game. Say we go three and out, like it's a brand new game. They're still in it at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, but to me, it was like immediate. Oh no, you could tell like once they went three and out on yeah. the first two possessions it, yep. to me it was immediate what was going to happen because the saints defensive line was dominating the buccaneers offensive line yeah. and uh 
you know, Brady's a guy that when he gets frustrated, yeah. it just seems like it doesn't really oh, he shuts get down. better a lot. Yeah, he shuts down. He's a little bitch, dude. He's not like like Drew Brees, the Minnesota Miracle game. That was one of the best comebacks I've ever seen. Like ice in his veins, did what we needed to do, take the lead, and it, it'll never get talked about. It'll never get talked about. I mean, don't get me wrong. Brady obviously had to come back in the Super Bowl, but Brady's a yeah, little thanks fucking, to a, def- a very good no defense. the defense show the deep yeah no a hundred percent. But I got to give him credit where it's due there. But for the most part, yeah, when shit's not, when shit goes south, Brady's not a rally the troops kind of guy. Brady's a pout in the corner and throw my helmet down and fucking boohoo cry about it. So um, he doesn't like getting sacked, and he got sacked quite a bit. He got hit a lot. The D line played great. Fucking Trey, Hendri- Trey Hendrickson's third in the league in sacks with He's seven a and beast. a half. Seven and a half. I mean, that's definitely due to them double-teaming Cam and with Davenport being out, obviously. But I really like our D-line. I really do. Yeah. Onyemata played great. Um, Davenport, I'm pretty sure, was the one who hit the ball. Dude, when they intercepted that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that was amazing. I was like, oh, my God. And it's like we were pretty high up, but I saw it right away. So. But they didn't. Everybody else with us didn't really see it. Joseph might have, but I know like my dad and them didn't see it right away. I jump up. I'm like, oh, fuck. They're like, what? I'm like, we fucking just fucking on Yamada intercepted it. But, dude, I mean, Jenkins got a pick. Marcus Williams jacked a pick from Lattimore. Didn't love that. Didn't like that at all. That was a good play by Marcus Williams. It was a good play, but I'd rather Lattimore get it. Marcus Williams knows it's contract year. He's just trying to pat his stats. <laughs> um, but, no, that everybody played great. They really did. Um, it was – I mean, dude, just the the whole build up, hostile environment behind enemy lines, and we go and just absolutely bitch slap them like that. It was it was wild, it really was. Um, they were number three in the power rankings. Clearly, that was a mistake. Yeah, I mean, you just look at they played a really close game with the Giants. I know they should have lost. If and Daniel then, Jones was halfway decent in that game, they're down by. I mean, dude, he had so many deep balls wide open that he didn't hit. Yeah, and then when I saw that, you know, when I saw the Saints were five-and-a-half-point underdogs, I mean, at, at the very best, I, just, I saw the Buccaneers maybe winning by a field goal at home. But yeah. you look at the first game, and it wasn't like, yeah, the Saints won by, you know, two, three scores. But yeah. Our offense the offense great. didn't play that good. Yeah. Uh, no, it didn't at all. So, I mean, I thought there was a lot of room for improvement for the Saints, especially uh, – from what happened in the first game, so. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, yeah, to be honest, I didn't even bet it with the spread. I just straight up money lined it, max bet money line. Um, and obviously, that was the easiest bet you could fucking make. Um, but, all right, let's recap. We'll start with college. Um, I'm the hottest fucking gambler that I know right now, personally. Um, three weeks uh, in the green in college. I think it was uh, six and four. Could have been seven and three, followed by a seven and four, and now we're looking at a six and two. Should have been six and one, but I can't help myself but to add a middle of the week um, fucking game that I add in on Twitter. I'm like, oh, of my last four doing that. So if I would just stop doing that, my record would look so much better. But um, I know when I mentioned the Ball State game, you're like, yeah, I'm staying away from that one. I'm not. Yeah, is that I don't really do well in the middle of the week games. And not then at you all. Go and add it. Well, we get to we get to Orlando. Me and Joseph went to the bar, got a I got a drink in my hand. I'm like, oh, Wyoming's about to play. I was like, hmm. I, I really did. I looked into it for a little bit, and then a couple people I saw were uh, very big on Wyoming, and clearly they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> um, 
But I still placed the bet. I added it in. I should have just placed it and not even gave it out. But I did. Um, so, yeah, that's a loss. But both of our Big Easy bets of the week for college, we both bet it as much as we could. BYU minus 2.5 over my Boise State Blue Broncos. This game was never in doubt. I love the Blue Broncos, but we both – it was the first bet we had written down. We sat down immediately. We knew that BYU was going to be too much. Um, and, I mean, they were. They dominated in the trenches on offense and defense. O-line was pushing them around. They were running on them at will. We got a little lucky with Jack Sears getting hurt. And um, I don't even know who the fuck it is, uh, the third-string quarterback. Chase Corder? I don't even know. Um, guy, third-string quarterback comes in, and he's not he's not good. Um even if Sears would have played the whole game, though, it wouldn't have mattered. BYU was going to be too much. They covered the spread easily. I don't really remember the final score, but it wasn't close. Um, and that was a great start, great start to the week. Um, then Saturday, we both had Michigan State plus six and a half. Terrible pick. This was more of a, this was more of me falling in love with the statistics over the eye test. I didn't watch Michigan State enough. Um, and, I mean, you look at Iowa's statistics. They're better than what they had listed on paper. Uh, they kicked the dog shit out of Michigan State. Rocky Lombardi's terrible. I'll never bet on that fucking – I mean, he looks like he's albino. I'll, ne- I'll never bet on him again. Um, but, yeah, you had Ball State plus two, middle of the week game. Yeah. Didn't against go, didn't go Miami, Ohio. Yep. Um. So I watched a little bit of this game, like, in the first half, and – to me, it just appeared like these teams were fairly even, evenly matched. And actually, Miami, Ohio's quarterback, I think it's Blaine Gabbert's little brother. It is, yeah. Um, He got knocked out the game with a concussion, I'm pretty sure. And But on that play, Ball State's best defensive back was called for targeting, so he was knocked out the game. Mm. Uh, so it was kind of like an even trade-off because Miami, Ohio's backup uh, played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, 16 for 24 and three touchdowns. So, um, I don't know. It was a close game, and at the end, it I don't know. Something funny happened, and I don't really know exactly what it was. I tried to look into it, but I saw people tweeting about it. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Miami, Ohio ended up scoring a touchdown late in the game to, to win it. Yeah. The goddamn middle of the Ten seconds left. Yeah. No, yeah, they were up. Uh, Ball State was up like six or seven when I looked at it in the fourth quarter. That's what I was saying. I almost texted you, but I was like, I'm not. I'm going to wait. We'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, so not good. But it is what it is. Middle of the week games, I hate them. But so after that Michigan State loss for me, I just went on a tear. Absolutely went on a tear. Had Florida plus three and a half. Um, they ran it up on Georgia. Uh, Stetson Bennett, I believe he got. I think he got hurt. They put in Mathis, he did get hurt. but then he was able to come back in. And then did they just pull him? And then he was too hurt to. Really he was play. too hurt. Okay, I was golfing. He while did this come back going. in for for um series or two. Yeah, but he really. Uh, it was a shoulder. It was a shoulder injury or uh-huh. a collarbone injury, I think. And, yeah. Um, it was bothering him too much. He wasn't effective. Yeah. So uh, Kyle Pitts. Might be the best football player in the country. And he got knocked out this game. He as did. Well. He got fucked up bad. Like that that hit was wild. 
Um, I think he's going to be okay, though, from what I saw. But nonetheless, Florida covers the plus. I mean, plus three and a half point underdogs. They win the game outright by a pretty substantial margin. Uh, the over 52 and a half hit easily as well, which I was also on. Um, A&M minus 10 over South Carolina. A lot of people were on South Carolina. That was a very popular pick. A ton of people had Carolina. A&M bitch slap South Carolina. Yeah, I was afraid to pick A&M. Yeah. I felt good about it. I, I, that's why I said this is a good spot for them. I think they moved up to fifth. They're right there. Yeah. Right there. Um, I had the Oregon State, Washington State over 63 and a half. You really had to work for this one if you wanted to see the outcome because it didn't end until like 1.30 in the morning. Um, this was a, I fell asleep because I was tired of shit from driving. Woke up, uh, checked the score, and was very pleased. Uh, my last pick, we talked about this one for a while. Notre Dame plus six over the Trevor Lawrence list Clemson Tigers. This was a fucking incredible game. Yeah, I, I watched this entire game start to finish. This game was awesome. Overtime victory for Notre Dame. And I mean, so they go to OT. And uh, well, one, the defensive touchdown by Clemson was insane. The fucking, it was like, like some NFL street, like lateral shit. It looked like, like how you could intercept the lateral and run the other way. I mean, it was obviously it was a toss bounced off of ETN and right into the lap of the D lineman. Um, and he's just off to the races at that point. So that was great. But so anyway, they go to OT first play of the game or first play of overtime. Ungalele or however you pronounce it, um, throws a beautiful ball right down. They ended up marking it short and he run he ends, he runs it in very next play. So I'm like, son of a bitch. Like that is not good. Well, Notre Dame comes back, answers right back. And then they end up going down and scoring again. And then it was just, they just sent the fucking house at that dude. They sacked him like two to three times in a row, got him in like fourth and 36, something crazy. And it was a done deal at that point. Um, but that's what I was saying. This was the spot for the Irish. The, they had to win this game. Had to. Clemson's not, Clemson's not done. Obviously you, you've got the, um, it's not even an excuse, but you've got the, uh, the out that Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing. So it's going to come down to who, whenever, whoever wins the ACC championship, which it'll more than likely be a rematch between Notre Dame and Clemson, and Clemson will win, um, will be in the college football playoff. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not so sure. Really? I even think with Trevor Lawrence, you know, you look at how Notre Dame— So you're on Notre Dame now? Well, look, when, when you picked this game, I was like, I would not bet on Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, and I was saying I would think about betting on Clemson, but the only thing keeping away— keeping me away from betting on it as a freshman quarterback. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what you saw, to me, I didn't think Notre Dame was going to have as much success on offense. They end up putting up 500 yards of total mm -hmm. offense. You know, they really would have won this game in regulation if they were more efficient in the red zone. No, I know. they, Dude, and that's what I was talking to Joseph, Joseph about. I was like, they keep settling for these damn field goals, dude, and they're, like, getting right there. Um, I felt like Ian Book played well, though. I feel like they need to take the restraints off of Ian Book. I don't know if they don't trust him or if what I felt like they did that a little bit this game. Like let him go. Yeah, oh. I mean they ran the ball really well. Yeah. Uh they were had a super balanced attack, three hundred yards through the air, two hundred. Well it's like on second the ground. Play, second play of the game, Kieran Williams took it to the crib like seventy five yards. So And the thing that really surprised me was uh uh, ETN wasn't very effective. Mm -mm. No, they only they Notre held Dame's defense to forty yards good. of rushing. Notre Dame's defense is very good. So I mean, you look at that. 
obviously the sacks go against Clemson. Those late sacks go and yeah, take yeah. some yards away, but 40 yards rushing against holding the Clemson Tigers of 40 yards rushing, yeah, no, I e- wasn't expecting that. ETN's arguably the best running back in the nation, so I wasn't expecting it either, but their linebackers, the whole the whole defense played great, but they did a fucking incredible job of, of uh, clogging up those holes. He had no run in lanes whatsoever, so... And then that's what I'm saying. You stop the run, you put all the pressure on the freshman quarterback. So, um, either way, it was an incredible game. So, you think in Notre Dame can beat Clemson if they rematch in the ACC championship? Um, I do, I do, and I think that the game will probably be pretty close. And I think that if it is close, like let's say you think three two, or, eight, three, two, two ACC teams will get in, I think they should if they play a close. Yeah. Uh, ACC championship game with well the Big Twelve the Big Twelve cannibalized itself and then the SEC is kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, so I mean you have Florida, who controls their destiny in the East. So let's say Alabama does what they're supposed to do and they win the rest of their games. Florida mm-hmm. wins the rest of their games. That'll be an exciting SEC game. But I mean I don't know at this point. That would put Florida with two losses if Bama wins. Yeah, so they, so they shouldn't be considered. Yeah. But, I mean, you never know. Notre Dame still got – has to play, I think, UNC is their toughest remaining yeah. opponent. Yeah. But – um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see what happens, but – I don't know. It was an incredible game all the way around, though. Um, And that put me at six and two. Six and fucking two when I have been scratching and clawing just to be over 500, and we're almost there. That's three weeks now that I say the record doesn't sound great, but if you saw where it was, I mean, we're rolling now. We're rolling. Uh, my overall record comes to 36 and 37. Shit, I was like 15 games under 500. Or something. <laughs> you are not doing well in the uh, beginning. And then we have completely turned the ship around. Uh, 36 and 37. I hit my lock of the week. Brings me to 3 and 7 for my Big Easy Bets. Nick went one and two overall. He's at 22, 21, and one. Five and five on the locks of the week. Collectively, Big Easy Bets is 44, 41, and one overall in the NCAA, and seven and 11 on our locks of the week. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with it. I felt like, not only that, I bet, um, so the Thursday night NFL game, obviously we got that right with the Packers. I bet, prop bet, Aaron Rodgers over like, two and a half touchdowns I bet um uh I I live bet the shit out of the Patriots when they went down every bet I placed hit just about it was it was incredible but all right let's look ahead to uh this week's NFL slate again I mean uh, NCAA slate of games um I didn't love I didn't love the games this week um I mean, we were talking, we're going to try to consistently get a, a few more games out just to have something to pick and choose from. But if the games suck, we're not going to give, we're not going to just give you something that's a toss up. We're going to give you something that we feel good about. I mean, and with that being said, I do have like seven games, so it's not like I'm short on games, but I don't know. What's your first one? What you got? Um, number nine, Miami at Virginia I Tech. Was, I was looking at this. Virginia Tech is two and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. Is there something I should know? No, about Miami. I don't know because I was I, that. That's why I said, why are they favored over a top ten team? I get they're at home, but yeah, and they've been Virginia Tech's been playing well the past few weeks, but uh, and, and Miami did not look great. Um, 
they were down. I don't can't remember what it was. It might have been 14 points to NC State. They ended up coming back to win by three. Um, so they haven't looked spectacular. Derek King is not lighting it up like he was at Houston. Obviously, tougher competition. But Virginia Tech just lost to Liberty, who is 25 in the nation, but still. Yeah, who's who's a very good team. But to me, the difference in this game will be Virginia Tech's rush defense. It allows 203 rushing yards per mm-hmm. game. Last week against Liberty, they allowed 250 rushing yards. Miami runs the ball very well. That's Cameron what Harris they do. Is a stud. Yeah, and then there are there are other running backs very good too. Then you add De'Ara King in the mix, um, and then Miami's been without some key players the past two weeks. I think two weeks ago they were without eleven players. Last week they were without eight players. Mm-hmm. Uh, in both of those weeks they were without uh, Brevin Jordan. Yep, their star tight end. Um, I'm not sure if he comes back, but if he does, that'd be huge. Yep. Uh, I look for Miami's strong rushing attack and the dynamic playmaking ability of Derek King to be too much for a Virginia Tech defense that allows 460 yards per game. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Miami plus two and a half. I didn't have it written down, but um, I'm glad you talked about it because I was definitely looking at it. I'm going to hop on that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, they they can pound the they can pound the rock on the ground, so. I think Cameron Harris could have a big day. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to hop on it, too. Getting points. Top 10 team in the nation. I mean, Virginia Tech, they're playing better than I thought they were, but not uh, not that not that good. Um, all right, I'm going to take – I'm going to go back to them. I, I went against them. I'm going back to them. I, I, I really, really, really probably shouldn't. I don't love this pick at all, but I'm going to take the Boise State Blue Broncos minus 14. Um, I don't love the pick whatsoever, but I, I'm, I'm anticipating Hank Bachmeyer's coming back. I was reading some things. Obviously it could be false, but I was reading some things. It's looking like Bachmeyer might come back. Um, see, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know if I want to give it out. I mean, what are your thoughts? Cause if, if Bachmeyer's not back, and Jack Sears is hurt, I don't want to fucking touch it with that other kid. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the other guy looked too terrible. It's just, dude, BYU's defense, you know, their front, it's going to get pressure. And, like, if you don't have any experience, yeah, good luck going against that defense. But, yeah, I don't know. With Bachmeyer in, you got to be feeling pretty good because this dude, which you noticed him late in the BYU game, uh, what's his name? Khalil Shakir, that dude's amazing. I've been talking about him. Yeah, he's, he's a fucking stud. Dude. I was like, that's a, that's their only reason they've scored points no, in this yeah. game. He's he's probably, but that not only that. CT Thomas, their other receivers, a fucking beast too, dude. They're both burners. But uh, Shakir, they do the end arounds to him, dude. He is fucking dynamic. He's like a little like a a lesser Tyreek Hill. Yeah, well, he beat BYU secondary on two consecutive yeah. possessions for touchdowns, yeah. long touchdowns too. So, um. That was only two touchdowns. Boise was able to score. Colorado uh, gives up a good bit of yards. They've only they only played two games, mm-hmm. but um, Co- Colorado State here we're talking about. Yeah, but, and they they just beat Wyoming. Yeah, which is strange. Um, One expecting it. Um, I don't know. I think 
for me to pick this game, there's too many question marks around surrounding injuries and all of that for Boise. Yeah, but for Boise not to cover one week, I mean, how often does Boise not cover two weeks in a row? Um, I'm going to roll the dice. I'll give it out. Um, I love Boise State. I really do. It it, it kind of it, it hurt me to not go with them last week. If Hank Bachmeyer's back, I'll be all over this. Um, but that's a big if. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. See, I don't know what exactly happened to Sears. To be honest, was it a concussion? I'm not sure. It looked weird. I think it might have been a. Con- he was like shaking his head and shit. But then it almost looked like he was looking at his knee as well. So I'm not entirely sure. If Sears is in, I would still feel comfortable about it with Sears. But this is a Thursday game. Um, so I'll take the Blue Broncos on Thursday. Yeah. I think I'm going to do it. I will. It's not my big easy bet by any means, but I'm going to take them. Um, next pick I'm taking, I uh, was interested to see if you were on this one. I'm taking Coastal Carolina minus 11. Yeah, I'm not on it. No? They didn't cover last week. Yeah, about half a point. I know. Um, but, yeah, no. I think I'm going to hop on them against Troy, a, a Troy team that, I mean, is just there. So they just lost to Georgia Southern, who obviously Coastal Carolina beat by 14 points. Um, they lost to him by seven. It's a le- you got an 11 point spread. Been saying Coastal might be the team of destiny. Yeah, you just wonder, like, eventually that you feel like you, they're going to hit a speed bump. Because they're so good on third down, you wonder if they're going to have a game where they yeah. aren't good on third down and then the game's close or something. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think that they're at any. I don't think they'll lose this game by any means, but, um, it's just like every year there's like one of those teams where it's like if you would have just bet just them every week, you would fucking cash in. Like right. That, that's how I kind of felt with Boise at the start of last year. They kind of fell off towards the end. But like Coastal Carolina, it, they got them at 5-1 and one against the spread. Like, I mean, the team's fucking good. Um, I'm going to take a minus 11. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't like I said. I don't. I didn't love the picks this week, but I'm a, yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Coastal minus eleven. What's your uh, What's your second pick? Uh, Army at Tulane. Tulane's five and a half point favorites. Really? What uh, happened to Army? They started falling off. No, I don't know. They haven't really played that much recently. Uh, lower competition in the their latest games yeah. they've been playing, but yeah. uh, to me, Tulane's defense has been. Slightly questionable against teams that can run the ball. Yep. Army has battled some injuries at quarterback, and as far as I can tell, it's unknown who's really going to be the starter. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Christian Anderson was their starter at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And uh, he was playing pretty well. But um, the guys that came in, and and then I think their second string even got hurt too, but the guys that came in and relieved those two players – have played pretty decent, uh, and regardless of who's playing at quarterback, I think Army has a severe advantage at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think five and a, giving Army five and a half points is too much to give them against a team that I really, I really do believe that Army could dominate this game at the line of scrimmage for the entire game. Yeah. So I am going to take Army plus five and a half. I like it. I'm not on it, but I like it. Um, all right, my next one, we're going to go to uh, 
We're going to go to Maryland. You got Ohio State at Maryland. Ohio State minus 25 and a half point favorites. Maryland fucking sucked week one, got killed by Northwestern, and then was a 20 point underdog against Minnesota. They won outright. They were a 20 point underdog against uh, Penn State. They won outright. And now they are 25 and a half point underdogs against the Ohio State University. Everything says to take Maryland. My gut tells me to take Maryland, uh, but I'm going to take Ohio State. I'm going to take them with the points. I even have question marks by it because I'm like, why am I doing that? Um, but I'm going to do it. On the road, the Buckeyes, I love Justin Fields. I, I'm like, I'm so all in on Justin Fields, it's not even funny. After watching that first game, he throws a fucking perfect ball. It's wild. I would take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to be completely honest with yeah, you. Yeah, and even uh, it's funny you say that because I was watching it. Countdown, yeah, NFL countdown on yeah. ESPN, and they have Mel Kiper on there, and he was saying <laughs> the same thing that uh, he has them like one A, one B, yeah, that they're that close. Well, the thing with Trevor Lawrence is he rarely throws over the middle. It's a lot of outside the numbers shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, where dude Fields was throwing some strikes, but like, the thing here is like with Fields, yeah, he throws some good balls, but you know you got a lot of questions about. Like, about Ohio State quarterbacks yeah. and how they translate to the NFL. Yeah. You know, you look at Haskins. No, yeah. 100%. Who supposedly beat out Joe Burrow for yeah. that's for that spot and you're like, whoa. How'd that happen? Um, and he looked very good in college and to me no, you going like into that draft, I thought he was like the most pro ready quarterback in that draft class. But I don't know. To me, if you're if you want to talk about the quarterbacks, I think that whoever lands Zach Wilson's going to be an extremely lucky football team. No, I don't think he's going to go super high. I like. I, I mean, I don't know. He probably will, but he's not going to go before. Uh, he's not going to go before Fields or Lawrence or potentially who am I thinking? Some there's somebody else that'll probably go above him. They too. have a North. Mel Kiper has that North Dakota yeah, yeah. state. Yeah. To me, it's it's a no brainer. You'd be nuts to take that him over Zach. Zach Wilson. Wilson is definitely at least the third best quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he he plays on a team that's not really uh, full of high caliber athletes, mm-hmm. but uh, and I know he doesn't play against the best competition, but he certainly has all the tools you need at the next level. Yeah, no doubt. No, yeah, I, dude, he's he's blowing me away because I remember him last year, and he wasn't he was good, but he wasn't incredible. Remember, I remember I took Utah in the Holy War, and they covered. Yeah, um, they won the game, so. That was when I really first got uh, a look at Zach Wilson. So, but no, I mean, the, just the progression that he's made from last year to this year has been night and day. The yeah, dude, and he played injured stud. last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You just look at how he plays, and he plays so much like Patrick Mahomes in a way. Yeah, like, no, like the, the way running he can around, move, gunslinging, and yeah. then sling it and make all the throws. No, yeah. It's huh. like super strong arm. I yep. mean, no, there was one where he he rolled out to the right and then he started running towards the line of scrimmage and he fucking slung the ball like sixty yards on the run and it was a dime. Like wasn't a touchdown. The dude like kind of dove for it a little bit, but just I mean flick of the wrist, like Michael Vick fucking launching that bitch. Um so yeah, no, I think somebody will definitely be happy wherever they end up getting him at. Teams will be trying to trade up for him, I think. Um but, yeah, so I'm going to take Ohio State minus 25 and a half on the road, like I said. Uh, my big easy bet of the week is going to be the Arizona State Sun Devils minus four taking on Cal. 
Um, we got a good look at Arizona State last week. I wanted to take him. I almost pulled the trigger, but I didn't do it. Um, I really like Jaden Daniels. He didn't have a great day throwing the ball, uh, 11-23, 134 yards and a touchdown, but he put in 111 yards on the ground on 11 carries. Um, they covered the spread against USC. Very easily could have won outright, but uh, they end up losing 1.28 to 27. Uh, they take on Cal this week at home. So I'm on the Sun Devils. Like Herm Edwards said, you play to win the game. We just got to win the game by five. Um, it's going to be my big easy bet of the week. What you think? I think it could be a good bet. I don't really know too much about Cal, but yeah, well, I, I, I am a big fan of Arizona State and yeah. Herm Edwards. Yeah, play no, good defense. Yes, they do. That, uh, that's the that's biggest really thing. what you want when you're betting on a team is – a yeah. team that doesn't really allow a lot of points to be scored. Yeah, they gave up 28 points to USC, who's supposed to have one of the best offenses in the country. So first week, I mean, there's always going to be question marks week one, and you can make an argument that, like, there's you always got to get, like, in a rhythm. You got to get in your groove, all of that. So USC might have had some of their struggles, but also, too, defensively, Arizona State, I mean, it's going to take them a little while to start clicking. And they got thrown right into the fire against arguably what is expected to be one of the best offenses in the country with at uh, USC. So I, I really like the Sun Devils. I really do. Obviously, Brandon Ayuk is no longer with them. He's in the NFL. But I still think Jaden Daniels is going to be able to get it done. Uh, I'm taking him. Minus four. My lock of the week. What's your next one? Um, Penn State. Yep. Minus three and a half. Going on the road to play Nebraska. Um to me, Penn State, look, everybody knows they're 0-3 for the first time since, like, 2001 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't done a good job running the football, but I do think that this is the perfect week for them to try to get on track running the football against a below-average Nebraska run defense. Um, they have experience at quarterback with Clifford. Yep. Uh, their defense, to me, has played Pretty good this year. Uh, they haven't got much help from the offense, who's co- been committing too many turnovers. Uh, I, but I do think that this is the week that the zero and three Nittly Lions get their first win of the season on the road against the Cornhuskers. I think that they're going to win by more than three and a half points. So I'm going <laughs> to take them, Penn State. Well, you're getting three and a half. Are they underdogs? Yeah. No. Oh, my bad. I got it written down right. Yeah, you're right. They're giving three and a half. Yeah. You're right. Damn it. I wrote it down on my paper wrong. I was like, that looks even better than I remembered. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm on it as well. I'm taking this as well. Uh, obviously, they're spiraling out of control a little bit. Lost to Indiana in overtime. Indiana's a good team, though. Indiana's impressing a lot of people. They just beat, who was it, Michigan? Yeah, they oh. are very good. And I should have bet on that one, too, because I yeah. felt like Indiana's one of those teams like a Minnesota last year where yeah. they're getting a lot of balls bouncing in there yep. on their side. Michigan, though, just fucking, dude, it's Harbaugh. It's time for Harbaugh to go. Yeah. I've been calling for Harbaugh's head since all the last season when the first year that we did the podcast. Like, Harbaugh has got to go. I don't know. Went back to the alma mater. He's going to turn the team around, this and that. No, dude. They're, they're, they're average at best. So, I, I don't know. But it, Indiana just beat Michigan. Uh, so Penn State lost by one in overtime. And they held Indiana to 200 yards of total offense. Yeah. It was turnovers that even allowed Indiana to be in that game whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, they're eventually they're going to be able to clean up their act. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I think that they will have a chance to be able to lean on the run a little bit more against Nebraska. And I think that this is the week that they're going to win. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm on it as well. Um, I mean, James Franklin's a good coach, and he's got to get the team going. He's got to turn it around. But, yeah, I'm going to take him as well, minus three and a half uh, on the road against Nebraska. So next one I have is going back to the well again. I'm going to take Florida with the points. Do I love it? No. But I don't really love – if I don't love a pick, it probably has a better chance of going well than if I do love the pick. But they're taking on the Razorbacks at home. Um, I I got it at minus 17. Um, it's looking like it's up to 17 and a half now. So Florida, if Kyle Pitts is out, that's going to suck. I, I think he's going to be able to play, though. I could be wrong, but I was looking into it a little bit. I think Pitts will be well enough to play. Um, but Florida's just – Arkansas has been doing very well this year in terms of expectations. They weren't expected to damn near win a game, but obviously they're sitting at three and three. And the biggest thing is Arkansas is six and zero against the spread. Yeah, and they're trending in a not in a positive direction, in my opinion. Arkansas, I think they're trending towards uh, like regressing back to what yeah, they were expected to be. I do. Um, and then I feel that head- way a little bit too. That's why I'm thinking. I think. Even with the points, it feels like a lot of points, but I'm not going to be scared of the number. I'm going to go with them. Yeah, take and then the you got to keep. Uh, I don't know. This Florida offense is like they've been saying. Like I said, I said last last week. I said I felt like the Georgia Florida game was going to be eerily similar similar to the Bama game. You know what I mean? I didn't think that Flo- that Georgia's defense was going to be able to hold down Florida's offense, and they were not. They were down. Don't get me wrong. Georgia was down. LeCount. Their best safety got in a dirt bike accident. They ended up losing another safety due to targeting. Um, they so they're decimated on the defensive side of the ball, and even so, their backups are still better than most people's starters. Their defense is good, but they weren't able to hold down Florida. Forty-four points. Arkansas is not going to be able to hold down Florida. That guy we we had ja- Josh on the podcast. That guy that we were talking about, the linebacker at nineteen tackles. He's going to need forty-nine tackles to be able to cover the spread for. Uh, Arkansas, or at least to be able to stop Florida's offense. I mean, they're they're too damn good. They're too dynamic. Their running backs, dude. Their their running backs catching out of the backfield is really impressive. Pierce and then um, Dave, Malik Davis. I mean, dude, they're just they're really good. Florida's really good. I'm 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 really high on Florida this year, so I'm going to take them with the points. And uh, I mean, I, I feel like you can't be afraid of the number here. Arkansas is six and zero against the spread, but. I mean, do we really think Arkansas is going to run the table and cover every game? No, and a key thing to mention here is the Razorbacks head football coach, Sam Pittman, did test positive for the coronavirus. Really? I didn't even know that. So, I mean, you wonder if that if like they may have had an outbreak, but I, yeah. at this point the game's still on. So Interesting. Um, Interesting. They will definitely be without their head coach on Saturday. Good to know. I like it even more. Um, how many more picks do you have? Um, three. Okay. Well, my last pick is, I'm pretty sure one of your, is definitely one of your picks as well. Uh, but I'll let you break it down if you want. Utah plus three and a half. Okay. Um, it's no big secret. Utah has to replace Zach Moss. They are star running back who's playing good football right now for the Buffalo Bills. And they also have to replace their quarterback, Tyler Huntley. The good news is they're returning four or five starters on the offensive line from last season. So, 
I expect that you just fill 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 the gaps and you keep trying to run the football like Utah does. Um, UCLA gave up 525 yards to Colorado last week. Yep, 264 of which came on the ground. The Utes defense losing a ton of talent, but. And that's why I'm a little bit nervous about this one, and that's basically why this is not my big easy bet. Yeah. Is because of the inconsistency of Dorian Thompson Robinson, mm-hmm. UCLA's quarterback. Oh, well, um, I remember him. You know, you never know what he's going to do. So he could look like the worst quarterback ever, or he could throw 370-yard touchdown somehow. So he's coming off of a very good game, judging by just looking at the numbers. I didn't watch his last game against Colorado, but just looking at the numbers – 20 of 40, which isn't spectacular, 50%. 20 of 40, 303 yards, four touchdowns, one interception through the air. On the ground, nine carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown. So he counted for five total touchdowns, um, over 400 yards of offense. I mean, he averaged well over 10 yards a carry on the ground. So he played an incredible game. This guy is due for a shitty game. He's not good. He sucks. So if he has an incredible game... For every, for every great game, you can count for three shit games. So um, fade UCLA for the next three weeks at least. But I, I'm, like I said, I'm with you plus three and a half on Utah. This dude is a walking um, fuck up when it comes to the quarterback position unless he just made complete strides from last year. Because last I mean, year... I I expect him to be improved, but to me, just looking at the overall overall team of UCLA you know your defense allowed 525 yards of offense you're not particularly strong on the offensive line yeah I think that Utah's strengths is their offensive line and then also their defensive line especially in the interior Mm -hmm. um so to me I think it's pretty simple for Utah's defense their key is to stop Dorian Thompson Robinson um Make he's some, not make like somebody else beat the you. best player in the world, or uh, he could. He's more of like closer to the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he does have games where, you know, for example, against Washington State last year, he really lit it up out of nowhere after yep. like really not playing well for the entire first half of that season. So I don't know. It's a that little was bit. The game that's the only the- thing that concerned me. But I do think Utah wins this game in the trenches. You were on Washington State that game, yeah. weren't you? And they came. They made that crazy comeback. They Washington State lost this game, and Anthony Gordon, their quarterback, threw nine touchdowns. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is Mike Mike Leach's offense. That's right. I forgot about that. That's awesome. Yeah. No. I I think. I think it's a good spot. I like it. I feel good about the pick. I do. So, you got two more? Yeah. All right, what you got? I'm going to the Hawaii game. Hawaii at San Diego State. San Diego State is 11-point favorites. Um, I'm just thinking San Diego State's defense is going to be too much for Hawaii to handle. Uh, Last week, the Aztecs offense turned the ball over three times against San Jose State, and that cost them the game. Yeah. to me, this is a spot for San Diego State to reassert themselves as one of the better teams in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, I expect the Aztecs to make a big statement in this game. 
uh, I'm going to take San Diego State minus 11. You love San Diego State. I do, but I also know San Jose State ain't no team to bet against. Yeah. But and, and the key thing here is, you know, Nick Starkle went out in this game early in the game. Mm-hmm. So they were going against a quarterback they weren't too familiar with. And I think that that yeah, kind of fucked up the scheme, the game plan. Yeah, and he played decent. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you look at the statistics, San Diego State defense was still there as one of the better defenses in 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 the Mountain West and really in the non-Power 5 schools. Yeah. Um, it was their offense had three turnovers, two fumbles, one interception. I don't think that that's going to happen. This They got to emphasize not turning the ball over because their defense is so good that – they can have a few, like two, three, three and outs in a row and, and still win this game by more than 10 points. So I'm yeah. I'm going to take San Diego State minus 11. Uh, and, and and another thing to mention is Hawaii's defense is not very good. Yeah. No, so it's, it's a perfect game for that offense to get back on the roll, running the football and uh, making good throws on third down. You said the spread's 11? Yeah. I'm not going to take it, but I think, I think it's a good pick. Um, what's your last one? Number 11, Oregon Ducks. Oh, I was looking at this one for a while. but 10-point favorites away. against Washington State. Both teams are coming off of wins in their first game. Oregon was able to run the ball. Yeah, that, quarter, so that was, quarterback's not Justin Herbert. No, he isn't. But so was uh, Washington State ran the ball very well against Oregon State. Yep. Um, I think the Ducks' defense gave up. They gave up a fair amount of yards, but they held they they held Stanford to only fourteen points. I think that the Ducks defense looks to take. They're in it. They're they have a ton of experience, including Brady Breeze, who's a big One time of my playmaker favorite players in the in secondary. The um, look, I just think that that dude's the incredible. defense is gonna play better in terms of uh, limiting Washington State to to yards. The offense has got to continue to run the ball well. And the thing here is Washington State's secondary is not very good. I think it's a perfect game for the re- J- Jordan Herbert's replacement, Tyler Show. I think Show Show, mm-hmm. um, to take a step in the right direction for this team. Um, I'm gonna take Oregon minus ten. Hmm. I'll do it too. I'll do it too, just because of Brady Breeze. Hey, that was one of the main things I had to check. Is he still in there? Yeah. No, and the game, they were turning 11 of their top 13 tacklers from a season yeah, ago. Yeah, No, and their, so, de- their so, defense was solid. And it was a type of defense that was a bend but don't break yep. defense. So they would give up yards, but then they would they would turn it up in the red zone and they would limit teams to field goals mm-hmm. or, or they would end up getting turnovers too. Yeah. No, yeah, Washington State didn't look great at the start of the game. Like they weren't unchar- uncharacteristically – both teams were not were not scoring very much. Like I said, I turned the game off because I had the over, whatever it was, sixty three and a half, and um, it was not looking good for a little while there. But then some late touchdowns, we got got lucky and ended up covering the over. Um, but yeah, no, I think I like I said, I looked at this for a while. I wanted to take Oregon, I decided not to, but you talked me into it, so I'm gonna do it. Um, that was your last one, right? Yeah. All right, to recap my picks, I've got Boise State minus 14 on Thursday. I got Coastal Carolina minus 11, Ohio State minus 25 and a half, Arizona State minus four as my big easy bet of the week, Florida minus 17, Utah plus three and a half, Penn State minus three and a half, Miami plus two and a half, 
and Oregon minus 10. I said I didn't have any games that I really felt great about, and I'm giving you like fucking nine. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm on fire. So take it for what it's worth. What uh, what you got? Go ahead and recap yours. I'm on Miami plus two and a half. I'm on Army plus five and a half, and I'm going to make this one my big easy bet. Okay. Over, um, over Tulane? Yes. And then I'm on Penn State minus three and a half. I'm on San Diego State minus 11. I'm on Oregon minus 10, and I'm also on Utah minus three and a half. Okay. I like it. All right, so that's the NCAA picks. We'll move over to the NFL where I also had a great week. You had a clean sweep. Uh, we were both on the Packers minus five and a half on Thursday. This game was never in doubt. Um, Packers, I mean, just far and away the better team. It was an easy pick. Um, I took the Ravens minus three. Felt like they would bounce back well from a loss, and um, they covered the spread. They covered the three. They didn't play. Dude, Lamar is just not looking that great. I'm going to be completely honest. Lamar's looking like what I thought he would look like, what I was saying all last year. So, But nevertheless, they covered the spread. Uh, we were both on Giants plus three. Did Ingram play for the Ravens? Um, no. See, that's the thing. Out. You know, Lamar Jackson. I don't know exactly how the Ravens running game performed, but Dobbins has been Lamar Jackson solid. is someone that's going to depend on play action. Yeah. You know, yeah. and getting the ball to the tight ends, getting to fairly open receivers. He's never, he's never going to be a guy that's threading the needle. No, definitely not. Dobbins has not been playing bad, though. Yeah. I could see Dobbins taking Mark Ingram's job, to be quite honest. Yeah, so, to me, J.K. Dobbins was like one of the best my running favorite running back yeah, at um, Ohio State. Coming out of this draft class. Yeah. No, I, I like him a lot as well. Uh, we were both on Giants plus three. Like I said, Daniel Jones sucks, but not against the Redskins. They went out right. Um, Alex Smith made his return in here. He did. Cause, Threw yeah, three interceptions. He did. Kyle Allen got hurt, and Alex Smith came in and uh, – Lit it up. But we both were on the Saints plus five and a half. Obviously, it was a nail biter, but we pulled it out there at the end. We both of our locks of the week, so you got to love that. Absolutely bitch slapped the Buccaneers. Sent a message to the entire league that uh, y'all's power rankings don't mean shit. Not a single analyst picked the Saints. Every single analyst got their pick wrong. America's pick was Buccaneers. America doesn't know shit about shit. So the Saints cover the five and a half. Uh, by like fucking 45. So I also had the Patriots minus seven. I'm not going to lie. I didn't get this bet in in time, but when they went down 10, I, I live bet, uh, I max bet, live bet the Patriots. And they came back and won on a last second field goal, and it just topped off my incredible week. Four and one in the NFL. Three and oh for you. Brings me overall to 19, 20, and one. Four and five for my locks of the week. Um, you're doing fucking very good in the NFL. 21 and 12, five and four for your locks of the week. Uh, we both hit our big easy bets. Collectively, we are sitting at 20, 20 and one and seven and seven for locks of the week. So 500 in the NFL, we're above 500 in college. I mean, rough start COVID off season. Didn't really know what to expect. You got to give us a couple weeks to get acclimated and we've done just that. Um, I mean, we're fucking rolling at this point. We really are. I mean, you're 21 and 12 in the NFL. Yeah, quiet 21 and 12. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for real. And it's funny because like, well, I'm 21 and 12 in the NFL, and I'm 22 and 21 and one. Yeah. In college, and if you ask me what you I feel more comfortable with, what I feel more comfortable betting. Yeah. 
it's it's college football. Really? Because like I'm still like no, I agree. I'm still pro- like twenty twenty one and one. If you bet the same amount on every game, it's not really a profitable mm-hmm. thing. But like where I've been very good at well, yeah, in recent weeks yeah. is um is yep. how much the amount I'm betting on each game. So yeah. I'm, I'm really winning a lot on the games I win yeah. and the games I lose, I'm not losing a whole lot. No, yeah, like BYU, for example, I never had a doubt on this game. And I love Boise State. Never had a doubt on BYU. It, it was just one of those games where you just knew. I, that's what I said. I would love to hear anybody give me their pitch on why they think Boise State had a chance in that game because they didn't, no matter who was playing under center, as much as that pains me to say. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I agree. So yeah, to me in the NFL, it's just like you have to be so much more careful. Yep. Because eighty percent of the games are toss ups; they're coin flips. Yeah. In my opinion, so you got to find the twenty percent where you know you'll find that Vegas is wrong. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um. All right. So Thursday night, we got the Titans. Uh, and another. I mean, this isn't a terrible Thursday night game. I was. No, I think it'll be a good game. The Thursday night games typically have been shit, but last week was I mean it wasn't a close game, but it wasn't a ter- it wouldn't have been a terrible game if the 49ers were at full uh strength. But this week we got Colts and Titans. Um Titans at home, two point favorites. Who are you taking? I'm going to go with the Colts here plus 2. Really? Yeah, and the reason is is because of the strong run defense for the Colts. I'm not a big believer in Tannehill. I will tell you this, though. I'm a little bit worried about A.J. Brown, who's an absolute animal. Yeah. Um, But I think that Rivers having the experience over Tannehill here, uh, the Titans' defense played well last week against a struggling Bears offense. Mm -hmm. But other than that, this year they haven't played very well. They've allowed teams to run on them, throw on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and I just think that if the Titans aren't able to run the football, then their defense is going to struggle. So um, <clears throat> Phillip Rivers has played efficient sometime, at times this season, uh, spreading the ball around. He loves his tight ends and running backs. Their receivers are virtually like non-productive in mm-hmm. terms of fantasy points. But I don't know. Jonathan Taylor has to play well. He had a fumble that really cost um, yeah, the Colts. That. It was a scoop and score. I saw that. Um, I don't know. I think that this is a week that the Colts could bounce back. I do think that they're a fairly decent team. Yeah. No, I'm going to hop on the Colts with you as well. I was leaning Titans, but I think you're right. I'm going to take the Colts. Um, I'm going to take the Colts plus two on the road against Tennessee. As I was saying, Tennessee is just – like the Bears record, I kept saying the Bears record is not um, a good representation of who they are as a team, and I kind of feel the same way about the Titans. I, like the Bears, that's what I said. They were the worst five and two team of all time. Um, so yeah, we're both on the Colts there, plus two. Uh, I'm gonna take the Panthers plus five over Tampa. Could be a bounce back spot for Tampa, but they didn't look good against the Giants. They just got shit on by us. Um, McCaffrey might even be out, but still, I like Mike Davis. Um, I really like the receivers in Carolina. I think Teddy Bridgewater's playing good football. They gave the Chiefs a run for their money. Um, in a very close game. So I think this is a good spot for the Panthers. Tampa, if they have another bad week, Tampa's got to, they're going to have some explaining to do. 
Bruce Arians keeps throwing Tom Brady yeah. under the bus. Tom doesn't like that. Um, yeah, I'm on the Bucks in this one. Are you? Yeah, and the reason is, um, look, I do agree agree with you about the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater second in the NFL in terms of completion percentage, mm-hmm. only behind Drew Brees. Um, but to me. I don't know if he's going to be able to do enough against the Buccaneers' defense. I think he can keep it close. And even though. if McCaffrey— I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think he can keep it close. Even if McCaffrey was out, you know, you look at what the Bucks The Bucks were basically able to hold Kamara in check in terms of his receiving production. Yeah. So uh, their linebackers are really good, the Buccaneers. Um, to me, I'm. if you're betting the Panthers, I would be a little bit worried about— them being able to, you know, mm-hmm. get, get those no, easy yeah, they throws. Might, they might have some of the best linebackers in the league. Um, so I'm on the Bucks. I do think that they end up bouncing back. I mean, and on one hand, I kind of hope that they don't. <laughs> but uh, the bet in me is predicting that they will. Yeah. I think that Antonio Brown uh, looked fairly good for being brand new to their system. Mm-hmm. I think that – I don't know if they can if him and Brady can get on the same page this week, then um that offense could start to move the ball better. Yeah. It could, but I don't know. I feel like they're they're trending in the wrong direction, in my opinion. Um but yeah, no, I mean we shall see. Do I, I I hope I'm right more than I hope you're right. I hope Tampa fucking we we stretch that lead in the in the division. Um but so my next pick, my next two picks, I'm gonna keep it in the uh, in the division. I'm gonna take the Saints minus nine and a half over the uh, over the depleted 49ers, and I'm also gonna take the under 50, which is gonna be my lock of the week. I think the defense is gonna continue trending in the direction that they're trending. The defense played incredible, um, and yeah, I just I don't know. I see and I I don't see this. I could see this being like a honestly like a 24 to 10 game. Yeah. So I'm going to take the under 50. It's going to be my lock of the week. And then my last pick is going to be the Seahawks plus one and a half. I don't love it, but the Rams are so inconsistent. I just, I I don't know. It's hard for me not to take Russell Wilson. They're coming off of a loss against Buffalo where they got off to a terrible start and then Seattle made a push, got back in the game, but Buffalo sealed the deal. Um, I think the Seahawks are a legitimate contender. Even with their terrible defense, that's how good Russell Wilson is. I think the Rams are too inconsistent. The most inconsistent team in the league, if you ask me. Um, so I'm going to take the Seahawks getting points on the road here. And that'll be my last one of the week. What yeah, else? that's an interesting one. It's just hard. It's too, Jared, Goff, Jared Goff is playing average at best. Yeah. You just wonder, you know. Um, and the running back situation is questionable. Yeah, I mean they're yeah, that is a big thing. I think the Jamal Adams is, is, is coming think back. That the the Seahawks started off so hot, but Russell Wilson was really playing lights out and the offense was for the most part unstoppable. But DK Metcalf is asserting himself as a fucking top wide receiver in this league. Tyler Lockett is a top wide receiver in this league in my opinion. Tyler Lockett's so underappreciated. Um they're going to be able to put up points. So I could see it being more of a shootout type of game. The over could potentially. I was actually trying to look at it. I don't think they had the over under. Um, yeah, it's not listed at least on ESPN. It's fifty five and a half, which is high. Yeah, that is high. But 
Yeah, so I, I must stay away from it, but I think I could see it being a shootout. I, but I don't know. Jared, yeah, I'm Jared go. Goff versus Russell Wilson, it's hard. It, it basically close to a pick em. It's hard for me, and especially getting points, it's hard for me to not take Russell Wilson over Jared Goff. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well. I think they get back on track here coming off of a loss. So. Yeah, I think uh, Cowboy Allen, mm-hmm. what's his name? Cowboy Allen, you talking yeah, about the cow, the quarterback for the Bills, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, Josh Allen. I keep wanting to call him Jared Allen, and I know it's not right because yeah. well, I yeah, know I mean, who he, Jared Allen is. He did play for the Wyoming fucking. They might be Cowboys. Yeah, they are the Cowboys. Yeah. That's why I call him Cowboy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, his he, grandma died before the game. Yeah. So it was a tribute to her. Yeah. Never had a shot. Four hundred fifteen yards passing, yep. three yep. passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Um. I don't know. I, I do think that – I don't know. I do think – I agree with you. The Seahawks are our contender, mm-hmm. I think, more so than the Rams. Yep. Um, and I do – I would find it hard to believe that they would drop two in a row. Yeah. No, and that's that's the way I'm feeling. Like, is it my lock of the week? No. But I feel good enough about it to, to give it out, put it on my card. Um, do you have any other NFL games? Yeah, I have one more, and I'm a little bit questionable about it, but I'm going to go with it. It's the Chargers at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are two-and-a-half-point favorites, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take the Dolphins. Okay, yeah, no. Who I believe are one of the hottest teams in football right now. Their defense is one of the better defenses in the league. They're very well coached. Brian Flores is a good coach. You said that before the good, season started. Yeah, and that's why I go. I hate betting against the Dolphins. I yeah. think we did it. We bet on the Jets like a bunch of idiots. Yep. Uh, on no, Thursday I night bet game. the Dolphins. Did you? I bet. Oh the no, Dolphins. we did bet. We did bet the Dolphins. Yeah. Who did we bet? We bet no, y'all the Jets. bet against them. I'm pretty sure. No, I, I remember because I, I was had, on Fitz Magic. Yeah, I had the Dolphins. It was we bet the Jets against the Broncos. Yeah, and they should have fucking covered the game, dude. They, uh, yeah, yes, that's correct. But they should have they should have covered. If it wasn't for Quinn and Williams got the sack, and then they threw a fucking flag on unnecessary roughness or something. I don't remember what it was. Kept the drive alive, and the Broncos went and won the game. So, but yeah, no, the Jets are terrible, worst team in football. But no, the Dolphins are the real deal. Their defense is very good. Um I don't know to a stat line from last week, but the week before, he didn't light it up. He got some help from that defense, a scoop and score, touchdown, and then a, uh, I believe it was a punt return for a touchdown as well. Uh, could have been a kick return. Special teams touchdown regardless. Um, but yeah, Tua, hasn't, Tua hasn't looked bad, though, at all. That's John, what I'm saying. He, he played a lot better last week and a lot of the actually they came back from they came back from down and he ended up pulling it out and getting getting the victory right yeah they beat the cardinals 34 to that's 31 right. that's right we were at the game in tampa and i remember joseph was like oh shit like he saw it on the ticker i guess and was like Tua must have pulled it out um so no yeah dude good for him i mean i mean a key thing here is i think the dolphins lost preston williams yeah who early in that game against the cardinals looked like he was emerging as Tua's favorite target, mm-hmm. but uh, they still have Devontae Parker, some pretty good tight ends, and then the running backs who who were banged up for this game. Uh, I don't know if they're returning, but to me, dude, the Chargers are just too inconsistent. Well, didn't Herbert get hurt? Um, I don't know. He definitely finished the game. Oh, he did? Yeah, so he got knocked out for like one play. Okay. 
Okay. I, I just I remembered hearing that he had gotten hurt, so I didn't know I didn't watch the game. So I didn't know if he had come back or what. So Yeah, and what what happened in that game? Um Oh Chargers, they got the Chargers ball to the it. one yard line. Yeah. And um Fade throw to Mike Williams was caught, then knocked out of his hands. And then on the very last play of the game, Mike Williams got injured on that play, so he wasn't in the game. Yeah. And then they threw it up to a tank a tight end and he caught it and they rolled it a touchdown, but upon review, you could tell as he went to the ground the ball came out. Mm. So they lost on the final seconds. Damn. That's but, what they keep doing, dude, every week. Yeah, and that was a that wasn't against a team as good as the Dolphins. Yeah. No, the Dolphins it's crazy because the Dolphins have been so bad for so long and I mean they're they're fucking moving in the right direction. I mean, if they 100%. win this game, you know, you gotta start to me, I already look at them as a team that's going to contend for the playoffs. But yeah. if they win this game, they're legitimate among the rest of the league yeah. as a as a as a contender for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to recap, mine I got the Colts plus two, Panthers plus five, Seahawks plus one and a half. I got the Saints minus nine and a half, and my big easy bet of the week is going to be the Saints and 49ers under fifty points scored. What you got? I'm going with the Colts. Plus two, the Bucks minus five, the Dolphins minus two and a half, and the Seahawks plus one and a half. Um, I guess I'm gonna go with the Colts. That's your big easy bet. Yeah, really. It's risky. Really? I want to pick the Dolphins, but um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just so hard for me with Philip Rivers. But I mean, you you swayed me more to that side. But um, yeah. There you go. That's the NFL picks, episode 62. Uh, You got anything to say before we go? Nope. All right, that'll do it. Remember, Manscaped, Big Easy Bets, promo code Big Easy Bets, 20% off your order and free shipping. Like I said, if you support the podcast by listening, you can really help us out while helping yourself out, getting a discount, getting a deal. Um, You can get it for your dad, for your brother, for your grandpa. It doesn't matter. Everybody needs it. Everybody can use it, and everybody will be happy to get it. It makes a great gift. Uh, you don't even have to get one of the big packages. You could get just the razor itself. You get a T-shirt. You get some fucking boxer briefs for all I care. Just use the Big Easy Bets promo code. We'd really appreciate it. Um, we're moving in the right direction. I'm hot as shit. If I have another good week, then I'm the hottest gambler in Louisiana. It's not even close. Um, Nick's probably the best NFL handicapper out right now in the state of Louisiana. I mean, quietly, it doesn't even get the shine that it deserves sitting at 20, 21 and 12. So slow start, but this is where we said we'd end up and we're going to keep moving in the right direction. Episode 62 of big easy bets. Y'all have a good one. Who that? We do. We-